from the Tie Cats Audio Network. This is Tie Cats Today with Braden Neville. On today's episode, Matthew Schiltz will suit up for the Tie Cats against Ottawa tomorrow, and I'll talk about where he will fit into the depth chart for the game against the Red Blacks. The newly acquired six foot nine O lineman Jordan Murray will start for the Cats at right tackle, and he talks about making his return to the CFL. Tunde Adelake will be returning to his hometown of Ottawa, Ontario, and he sat down with me to discuss being back in the nation's capital. And Brian Simmons is on the show to break down tomorrow's game. It's Thursday, September seventh, twenty twenty three, and you're listening to Tie Cats today. The Ticats are back in action tomorrow night at 7.30 Eastern Time in Ottawa, and they've released the depth chart, and there's some exciting news. Quarterback Matthew Schiltz will dress and will fit in as the third-string quarterback in tomorrow's game. It's unlikely he sees any action, but this is very positive news to see him back practicing and now suiting up in a game And the craziest part about all of this is when he was injured initially, there was belief that this could be a season-ending injury, but here he is with plenty of time to go in the season, and he's made an incredible recovery and returns to the Ticats roster, backing up Taylor Powell. Omar Bayless will go in at slot receiver, and that's a guy who's just worked his tail off all season, trying to get a chance to fit back into this offense, and here he is getting his shot, taking over in the spot. Duke Williams has been in all season long. Another big big addition to the O-line, and I mean big, is that the six foot nine, 325-pound O-lineman Jordan Murray will make his first start since rejoining the team, and he'll fit in at right tackle. He spoke about being back in the black and gold and making the start today. I'm feeling great. You know, very excited. Um, very blessed for the opportunity. Just ready to get the pads on, start hitting people, and get a dub. You got a couple familiar faces next to you. You got or, or on the O line with you. You have Rev and Coulter. How have they been getting yourself adjusted here coming back? Uh, they've been great. Uh, you know, some of the things are consistent from when I was here a couple years ago, and it's just refreshing that that stuff and just the little cues for certain plays. And the big thing is just getting the chemistry on the field in game reps and stuff like that. So, um, but they've been great helping me out and getting me right. And how was it knowing you were going to be returning here to, to Hamilton? It was awesome. Like, it was very awesome knowing, you know, being in the NFL on practice squad for 2022. Um, you know, the goal is always to be your best in my eyes, is to be my best, do whatever I can, the best that I can do it. And um, having the opportunity to come back has just been great, especially with an organization like Hamilton, uh, who gave me my first pro opportunity. And just to come back and give back to the team and everything I can, do my job to win. It's a great feeling knowing that Hamilton wanted me back and um, that I'm able to play with guys who are trying to go get wins. <clears throat> What's it been like working with Coach Gibson and, and just getting addressed? It's been great. Um, yeah, it's the same O-line coach that I had when I was here in 21. So um, just talking with him, extra meetings, extra time to just make sure I have the foundation of what we're doing on the game plan and executing it on game day is what matters. You've had a quick turnaround here that's been the talk all week, a few days in between practices and some light practices, or one light practice, and then you have your walkthrough today. How are you feeling in preparedness heading into your game, and are you ready to go here against Ottawa? Absolutely. I mean, in the off season, I train hard. Um, before I got here the whole month of August, I trained hard. So um, the, the foundation of preparation is there. You know, game reps, that's that's where I get to put it all on the line, you know. So 
Um, I'm super prepared in that regard. Um, mentally, I'm getting prepared. You're not prepared fully mentally until, you know, that whistle blows on game day because you get that second flip to switch and then it's go time. So, yeah, I'm prepared. I'm ready. That was Jordan Murray, and he's a guy who I'm excited to see what he can do in this one. Tende Adelike has been solid for the Cats all season and will return to his hometown of Ottawa, Ontario, where he played university and high school football to play against the Red Blocks. Tunde made it clear it's just another game when he sat down with me today. Uh, well, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to be able to play in front of my family and, uh, and a lot of my friends, so... That's a, that's a big thing about it, but at the end of the day, it's kind of just a regular game for me. It's like, I, I went through the woes when I was my first and second year getting back to Ottawa, but at this point, it's just another game in the season for me. Do you have some friends and family that'll be heading down maybe more than normal? Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. It's it's nice because I get to get my like my whole family at the game, like everyone except for my brother kind of thing. So yeah, going back to Ottawa, that's the best thing about it for me is just getting my family at the game. But at the end of the day, I need to come out with a win. This week has been a weird week. You had from the Labor Day Classic on Monday, you have one light practice and then a walkthrough and then you're right back at it. How are you feeling heading into this game? Uh, I think a big thing about this week is uh, we have a lot of veterans on the team. So so we're able just to like, yeah, the last week didn't go as it was supposed to, but now all we have is this week. So, yeah, it sucks that we don't have the, the three days of prep, but I think everyone took it on upon themselves to do what, it, do what they could in, like, uh, their own time and things like that. One thing I wanted to mention to you, during the game against Toronto, they put a video up on the board of your Ravens days and some of your highlight reel packs. Like, like it seemed like every single highlight was you intercepting the ball and bringing it back for another 80 yards. <laughs> like, it was just seemed like you were in a league of your own in those days. Uh yeah, I'm not trying to gas myself up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm gassing you up right now. Yeah, no, I did. Uh, I did pretty good in, in college, and I was lucky enough to have good players around me and, and good coaching. So, I guess I did my thing. Was able to showcase my talent, and was lucky enough to get drafted into this league and have a uh, the career I'm having right now. You head to Ottawa, a team that you guys have had success against. They're coming off a bye week. What do you need to do on that defense to try and shut them down and, and keep them off the board? Uh, a nice thing about this short week is we played Ottawa two times already, right? So we we kind of understand, and it's like. We're going. We're mid midway through the season, so everyone kind of knows who they are. So we kind of know what we're getting from their their offense and what we need to do on defense to to stop them. You know, we know Crumbs a Crumbs a solid quarterback who can run, and they have uh, good targets at receiver. And Braylon's there now, so we yeah. know him firsthand. So yeah, we know a lot about these guys, and we just got to go out there and play the defense we've played multiple times against them. Yeah, Crumb being kind of that dual threat guy, you guys have seen him twice now. Just is it a little bit different of a mindset when you play a guy against a QB like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you have to kind of have a clock in your head knowing that, like, if if we cover well and everyone does their job perfectly, he's able to, to run right now and he's a threat in that aspect too. So you kind of just get a clock and know that, like, yeah, I've, I've got to cover this guy, i got to drop him to my zone, but i also got to be ready to stop the quarterback. They're sitting right below you in the East Division. A win here could potentially tie, or a win for them could potentially tie them with you. How big is it just to get some space between you two? Oh uh, yeah, this is huge. It's a, it's a, what is it, a four-point swing. So this is uh, these East games. No matter who we're playing, we need these wins. And then yeah, Ottawa. We're right now. We're fighting for third in the, in the East. And yeah, this is a, this is a huge one. And every game really is big for us. That was Tunde Adelike. It's time now I bring on my next guest to break down the upcoming matchup in Ottawa, Brian Simmons. Brian, the Cats coming off a loss to the Argos now have to quickly turn their attention to the Ottawa Red Blacks just four days later. How do you think the Ticats match up against the Red Blacks? Uh, I think they match up well. Um, I think uh, 
they have a they had a good game plan last time when they played them and we all do have to remember though, you know, things can change. You know, I'm sure Ottawa's not gonna come out with the same, you know, exact uh play call. So but I will say match up wise, I think they match up well with them. I really think, you know, they do. The Ticats have only four days between games. The Red Blacks are coming off of a bye week. How much of an advantage is that for Ottawa? It is it is an advantage because uh, I remember when I used to play in the uh, Labor Day Classic, we, we had a quick turnaround against Toronto, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, usually that second game was pretty chippy, you know, coming off that first one. But, uh, yeah, as far as rest, yes, yeah, I would definitely say Ottawa, do, they do have an advantage. But at the same time, you know, you could, some guys might be rusty with that much time off, you know, versus Hamilton. You know, these guys, they just played a couple of days ago. I imagine they couldn't have had more than one real legit practice this week, I would think. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm not sure. That's how I figured, yeah. So, with that said, you know, it's like I feel like they might still be in rhythm, you know, whereas Ottawa might not be in rhythm. Yeah, true. There's two. There's definitely two ways to look at it. They've been very light at yeah. practice today. Right now, as we speak, they're out there doing their walkthrough. So really only one light day of practice on that really hot day yesterday. The Ticats seem to be better for some reason on the road this year. They have three of their four wins come on the road. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's just the way of the schedule or, or maybe or maybe these Tim Hortons crowd or Tim Hortons field crowds are too loud? <laughs> You know, it's that's something I've never been on a team that has had more success on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is one thing you don't see, especially in football. I, I feel like of all sports, uh, away and home games, it really matters the most in football. For sure, you know, the fans they just they're so involved with the game. But I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, whatever they're doing in those road games, they need to you know try to whip up that recipe for the home games as well. Mm-hmm. I know me, I always love playing on the road because I love the underdog mentality. I love I love running out on the field and being booed and people expecting <laughs> me to lose. I just, I, I like the, you know, I like the comeback story. So yep. I don't know what it is they're doing on the road, but maybe they need to, they need to put some of that in the water for the home game. Yeah. It's like these guys kind of like playing with that chip on their shoulder, which I guess in a way that is kind of tie cats football. Now, Dustin Crum will be the quarterback for Ottawa. Once again, a guy you spent some time with during training camp. What mm-hmm. does he bring? We've seen him twice now, but what can he bring on a good day for this Ottawa offense? Well, I'll tell you this, Braden, uh, and some people may disagree, but I will say that guy has no fear, and he might be the toughest quarterback in this league. Okay. Like, Hot take. <laughs> he has no shame. I, I actually had a chance to talk to him when they played uh, at Toronto a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, he just – like <laughs> this reckless abandon. Like I'm like, you know, you're a quarterback. You got to protect yourself. And he's like, I can handle it. You know, I can handle it. So this this is a guy that will try to run through you if he can. And uh, he's getting better in the passing game as well. But I, I, I honestly think Hamilton, they have a great, a great game plan for him. They did the same thing against Vernon Adams Jr. And uh, just got to contain him and not give him any easy looks. And most importantly, you know you got to stop that run game, and that, I honestly think that's what kind of hurt them in his previous game because I feel like Chad Kelly didn't—he didn't really have a game that blew blew you away. But when you have when you have AJ sitting there keeping the pace going, you know, and, and setting things up, it just it opens the door. So yeah, they all they have to stop that run game. They really do. And on the Ticats side, we have James Butler who had eleven carries against Toronto. Is that a guy who needs more touches? Yeah, it is, Braden, but I also understand, you know, what Scott was doing. I mean, it's like when you get behind, you know, you have to score quick, and the run game is not always the quickest way to score. You know, I want to say 
before those late scores in the game, I think we only had 13 points. So with that said, it's like I totally understand, you know, his thinking, you know, yeah, and they still had him involved, you know, even though he wasn't running it, he was catching it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you're right. Once you, when you go down 17 points in the the first quarter, I mean, you're you're gonna try and claw back in a quicker way than the run game. Uh, a couple of new additions to that this Ticats offense. Um, number one being is Jordan Murray will be sitting in at right tackle. He played for the Ticats back in 2021. He's was an excellent player. He's a six foot nine, 325 pound O lineman. So bringing some size to that O line. Do you like the move there? Oh yeah, I do. Um, I uh, before the Labor Day game, I actually went down on the field and I got a chance to see him in person. And it's not very often that I see someone that makes me feel normal. <laughs> you know, this he's a big no. man and he he's well put together. Yeah. Like this is not a sloppy three twenty. Like this is a lean, you know, a lean three twenty. And yep. I'll be honest, say, I haven't watched him play a lot, but for them to sign him and to have that kind of size and you're covered in this league, it lets me know that you can move Mm -hmm. because you have to be able to move in this league. These guys are ultra fast and ultra quick. And, you know, it'll give those defensive linemen something else to think about because they haven't seen film on this guy since 2021. So I definitely think it'll be good for the lineup. Um, I think it'll definitely increase the run game and it'll probably, you know, make the pass protection even better. And Taylor Powell, he will be your quarterback once again. I thought he had a pretty good game against Toronto. He did get sacked five times. How do you think he played in that one, and, and what do you want to see from him in this one? Well, me personally, you know, and I'm I'm not knocking any of the writers out there, but I have seen some people uh, writing that they felt like he played horrible, and I, I don't think he played horrible, Brady. No. I think he played a solid enough game, and he gave us a chance to win the game. Um, I do think he can continue to improve on the quick decision-making. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's the thing. I know people probably get tired of me saying it, but quarterback, I mean, even more so than your accuracy, it's your decision-making. That is the hardest part about it, and you got to make those choices very quick. I thought he played well. Uh, I expect him to continue to improve, and in all honesty, I think, you know, he's just going to keep getting better and better. Like, I want to say he had, like, 70 one uh, percent passing, yeah. Uh, one interception, which I'm not sure was that a tip pass. I can't remember. I, that, that, I, I think that was when he went outside of the pocket. And I, I'm trying to remember that mm-hmm. play, but yeah, yeah. I think there was yeah. a little bit of pressure on him for sure. Yeah, so I mean, I, I personally think he played a solid enough game, you know, to get a W on the board personally. And he just he just got to keep doing what he does, and you know, not let the noise get to him. You know, he mm-hmm. seems like he's pretty focused. I I listen to him when I interview when he's interviewed, and he seems like he's pretty focused. He's not listening to outside noise. No, he definitely gives off that vibe and talking to him every day. And I don't know if he even really likes talking to the media, but he's he's always very calm and poised when he does. But right behind him on that depth chart, or a couple spots behind him. The third-string quarterback will be Matthew Schiltz. I think that's a good sign of of him possibly coming back in the near future. Is that what you would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I think that means he's definitely working his way back. And uh, it's, I'm dating myself again. That's another guy that I'm, I'm familiar with. Uh, his rookie season in yeah. Montreal. That was my last, and I know him well. And I, that's another guy. I just want to see him do great. Uh, I think he's a very tough guy and. He just he continues to improve as well. So with him being back on the depth chart, that definitely is a great thing. It definitely means he's getting healthy. Yeah, and the last move I want to talk about on the offense is with Duke Williams gone. Now you have Omar Bayless who goes in at slot. He limited time this season, but a, a guy when you watch him play in practice and when you watch him play in training camp, he, he's he's very fast. He's very mobile. Do you like the move there? Yeah, I do like the move there. Uh, I think Duke is a very talented receiver. I mean, 
a guy that big and physical is big body guy. Um, but I also think it's like if you have to replace a guy with that kind of skill, what would you choose? Mm-hmm. Why not choose a guy, you know, with blazing speed? Yeah. So I definitely think, you know, that'll open up the offense. Because even if a guy is – even if he doesn't catch the ball, but he just run a go route or a fly route, yep. they have to respect that. And it's going to open up things underneath. So I think it's a great move. Yeah, and another thing about him that kind of reminds me of Duke Williams is Omar is also a very lanky – tall receiver so you know in a way a similar body type to to a duke williams and a guy who i feel is going to fit in nicely if you had to give me a couple of keys to victory here for the tie cats what would you say honestly i think and this is something they could should carry them every game they just have to start faster as an entire unit yes you know, let's not get down 17 and nothing let's not you know let's let's make it competitive and keep it competitive from the beginning and just start fast because I, I, uh, I feel like last game, they didn't start as well. Then they kind of got it going, and then they lulled, and then they kind of got it going again, you know. So it's like you just got to gotta stay on it. And it's it's easier said than done, Braden. Like, we can sit up here and, and talk, but we got to remember those guys get paid too, yeah. you know. So it's easier said than done, but they just got to find a way to make it happen. Before we go, Brian, I believe you had a pretty busy day today. You had a, you had a little one on his first day in kindergarten? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His first day at JK, uh, we're all excited for him, and I'm excited to hear how his day went when I get home. Awesome. Well, that's amazing, and uh, congratulations to him on on starting that big first day in kindergarten, and hopefully uh, next time we talk to you, like I say every time, we'll be talking about a Ticats victory. So, Brian, thanks again for joining me today, buddy. No problem, Brandon. Take care. Big thanks to Brian Simmons for being on the show today, and I'd also like to thank Tunde Adelike and Jordan Murray for joining as well. Ticats fans, if you're looking to get coverage for the game, then make sure to tune into the Ticats audio network at listen.ticats.ca. There's going to be tons of coverage right there, so make sure to check it out. That's all the time for me today. I want to thank you for listening to Ticats today. Ticats.